time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Wow. Bonus episode. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. This is a bonus episode. We are 100% talking only Avengers Infinity War. We're talking the trailer. We're going to break it down. And uh, we are joined, of course, by Jake. Welcome back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You think we're going to be able to keep to that 100% only Infinity War talk? That seems like a daunting task for us. I don't know. What else are we going to talk about? Are we going to, are we going to like break into dirty dancing or something like later on in the episode? <laughs> I just, you never know. Are you rocking some Havana Knights sequel action for dirty dancing? Like, what do you, where do you think this conversation is going to take us, Jake? I, I I've heard previous episodes. Ah, uh, yeah, we do go down rabbit holes sometimes. Uh, we're not alone, Jake. We are joined by Eric Wade of the Supercast. 
Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Fantastic. Good. And uh, we're also joined by Wally Bags of the Terrible Talkers podcast. Welcome, Wally. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Absolutely. Uh, this is a – basically, we are going to be talking – trying to talk, as Jake would say, 100% Avengers Infinity War. Um, this – I honestly, Jake – I want to play a spoiler warning right now, like at the beginning of this, because I know that a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about is potential spoilers. So I'm just going to play the warning right now. Good call. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right. So, um, yeah, I... I think this is going to be a really fun episode for us to record um, because it's going to give everybody – I think like even though it's going to have spoilers, I think people that are scared to hear spoilers are really going to want to hear this stuff. I think it's going to enhance their viewing of the movie, Jake. I really do. I really feel like that, man. I feel like going in knowing what I know now that all this stuff, when it all kind of comes together and the stuff that I think I know and the stuff that I actually don't know, when it all comes together, it's going to enhance my viewing experience. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I mean, if it's a good movie, it definitely helps, like, not having it all just assault you at once, like having a little bit of a uh, bare-bones backing to go in on. Hey, I tried the uh, – I'm going to avoid the second trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming. And it – I mean, it didn't make the movie any better for me. I mean, I still gave that movie a solid taste it. So it wasn't like – it didn't do anything for me. So – I, I yeah, think that's I, a good point. I think I could have watched that trailer and had the same experience. So, um, ticket presales for the uh, did you guys see the ticket presales for this? They've already mm, I know it broke oh. records in less than twelve yeah. hours. It already broke ba- Black Panther's record. Yeah, I saw that. So pretty amazing. I'm thinking. I'm thinking this could beat this could beat Avengers. This could beat Avengers. Like, this is huge. This could did beat Black Avengers. Panther have a big presale. Yes, huge presale. Yeah. I, I think it was the largest presale they'd had, Fandango, oh, okay. and this beat that. So I see. The thing is, it's like Avengers had that staying power, so Avengers was able to make one point five billion. Um, Avengers: Age of Ultron even made that. That made one point four billion. But I'm I'm saying. I'm saying with this movie, we've got everybody who's a fan of like coming right off the heels of Black Panther two, and and they've been really prominently featured Wakanda in this trailer and and in the previous trailer. And so you've got the fans of Iron Man, you've got the fans of like Spider-Man, you got the fans of like Captain America, all these different characters. Everybody wants to get what they want from this movie. I'm thinking this could take easily 1.7 mil. Well, uh, 1.7 billion, excuse me. Yeah, I can't even argue with you here. I mean, it's it's last movie syndrome. You you're exactly right. Um Hot off the heels of Black Panther. Yes. People that don't go see movies are going to go see what is being billed as the final chapter with the bookend movie. It's going to get butts out of seats. It's I can't even argue with you on this one, Brian. I wish I could. What's the? Do you guys want to talk about hype level for this thing? And we can actually talk about like what what we thought about this trailer. I'll start, Wally. I'm going to start with you. Like going in. What like what's your hype level before this trailer and hype level be after the trailer? Did it go up? Did it, did it go down? Did it stay the same? Um. Well, I try to. St- I try to. I'm one of these people who do try to actively dodge a lot of trailers. Like when you referenced the Spider-Man trailer earlier, I was the only shithead in the theater that was actually laughing at the part where Robert Downey Jr. reaches across Spider-Man. Like everybody else, it was completely silent in in the theater. 
and I was the only one who laughed at it because I didn't see that in the trailer. Right. Uh, my height level, my hype level for this is through the roof. You know, uh, probably my most anticipated movie of the year, other than Ready Player One. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jake. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought this was a fantastic trailer. I, I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I think Marvel's really stepped up their trailer game, honestly, since Thor Ragnarok, as far as, you know, the way they're showing us the hype for the movie. And, you know, there very well potentially could be things we see in this trailer that they flip-flop when we see the actual movie, as as they demonstrated with Thor. Yeah. Um, but as, as far as hype goes, man, it's through the roof. I can't wait to see all these characters together in one movie like it truly has that marvel comics feel that made me fall in love with marvel comics in the first place you know i i came in on secret wars that was my kind of my first big event comic and we're finally getting that just throw everything into one big mix type of story and i'm i'm super excited to see it i'm here for it eric wade uh hey has everybody purchased their tickets yet i bought my tickets Day one when they went on sale, got my t- my my seat right in the middle of the theater, right a uh, perfect seats, and IMAX 3D. So I am ready to go for that first night. So, um, Eric Wade, what do you think, man? Yeah, I I I definitely love the trailer. I Tupperware it. Um, I think there were some great moments. That obviously, we'll talk about as we get through it. I, I my hype level is down a little bit, and the only reason is that's that's me forcing it down. So. I, I tend to get these movies built up in my head so much, and then I get disappointed even by the really good ones. So um, it really helped with Black Panther to keep my my hype level down until right before the the movie, b- before seeing the movie. So I'm trying to do the same here. Not watch watch the trailer a hundred times, and just just waiting to actually walk into the theater and enjoy it. I would put it ahead of Justice League right now. I mean, that's that's how good this is. Um, <laughs> wow, you're willing to do that for I'm gonna, it. I'm going to put it ahead of Justice League, yeah. Wow. That's a, those are big words, sir. Um, I know, I know. Big shoes to fill there, too. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm hyped. I can't wait. I, you know, I, I've been spending like the last three, four days just looking up news and, and, and reading articles and watching the trailer, breaking it down. And so you can't avoid just being so hyped for this thing um especially with all that i think i've learned and think i found out about this film it just it sounds like it's going to be incredible um i watched black panther again today and i'm glad i did because i think it's actually going to help explain some things in this film as far as tony and and spider-man's new suit um, this was your fourth fourth viewing, correct? Fourth viewing of Black Panther. Okay. So this is a, awesome. mo- a month out after the release, and it, it still gave me like Killmonger still gives me goosebumps thinking about that character and seeing it again. Just like some of those moments in that film are just that incredible. Um, and I'm glad I got to see it one more time before it starts leaving theaters here. But it's still on top, so I can't see it leaving. You know, Jumanji still in the movie theaters. Yeah, you can actually yes. get that on digital already. Too. Sony, yeah, I saw it on Prime and was thinking about renting it. Sony is even in the so advertisement; they tell you that it's in theaters yes. and available on digital. Yeah, Sony's still making money in the theaters, though, and Sony needs needs to make some money this year. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, let's start. I want to start off. I mean, guys, I want this to be like really in depth. I just we're not just breaking down the trailer. Like I'm trying to break down the trailer, the movie, everything. And it all starts with figuring out this timeline that they've set up. And Jake, I hate to say this, man, but I think they, 
they've come out with some official stuff, but I think they're dodging it, and I think there's still some mistakes in here in the timeline that, that, that they need to fix. So let me start off. Iron Man takes place in 2008. We know that to be true. Avengers takes place in 2012. And we know the events of Spider-Man Homecoming take place eight years after the Avengers film. So that takes place in 2020. We also know 100% that Guardians of the Galaxy number one, volume one, takes place in 2014. And then Guardians 2 takes place a few months after Guardians 1. So we can assume that it's either, you know, later in 2014 or at the earliest sometime in 2015. So yeah. I've read, Jake, that the Avengers Infinity War takes place four years after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That puts it at 2019. So they better, if they come out with an official, like, timelines with years, they better make that at least five and a half years later. Right? Yeah, I see what you're saying That's there. an error in the timeline right there, man. Because it's a, I've, I've seen it listed from, like, you know, they've talked with different people in the production, and they're saying that Avengers Infinity War takes place four years after Guardians 1, and that's why we get our teenage Groot now. That's, and, and they're throwing out, that's, that's what they're, you know, that's why we have teenage Groot at the end of the credits and all that stuff. So if Infinity War takes place four years after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that's 2019, and if Spider-Man Homecoming happens in 2020, and that's supposed to be our first introduction to an Iron Spider suit that Spider-Man hasn't even seen yet, that Tony hides from him at the end of the movie, then this is, then the timeline's a little off. Yeah, I, I think they can do some course correcting. They, they can fix it there, right? I mean, what, is there actual dates that flash on the screen? I mean, what, what's the problem? It's the spider suit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the spider suit. I, I'm not saying like they don't have to reference Wakanda. They don't have to do anything like it. Let me go. Let me break down the timeline a little bit more and we'll see if it kind of makes sense a little bit more. Civil War, the movie Civil War, it's confirmed that it takes place a year after Avengers Age of Ultron. And Black Panther starts one to two weeks after Civil War. So Avengers Age of Ultron, that takes place in either later to late 2014 or early 2015, meaning that Civil War takes place in 2016, meaning that Black Panther is also taking place in 2016. So if we're looking at a world of 2019, 2020, that means that they ha- we've had Wakandan tech. The MCU has had Wakandan tech for about four to five years now. So yeah, and, and that's, that, that seems very iffy. No, that does not seem very iffy. It, it, by the by, the looks of the Infinity War trailer and Iron Man's bleeding edge armor suit, that's very Wakandan. It's the same technology that forms over his body that the Black Panther suit does. So I, it feels like they've been working, like the Avengers at least have been working together with, with, with Wakanda as far as like the tech. Okay. I dig that. Do you think we're going to have movies that still take place before Infinity War moving forward? Uh, well, we know that we're going to have Captain Marvel, which takes place in the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. But that Ant-Man and Wasp started at the end. Ant-Man and Wasp is post Infinity War. Okay. And it's supposed to be leading, it's supposed to, it's definitely post Infinity War, and it's supposed to be leading up into events that are very important, possibly in Captain Marvel, and definitely in Avengers 4. And we're gonna talk about some of those things later. 
So it's very interesting that all the 2018 movies just take place one year ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting choice. Like it's the very near future. Right. And the thing is with, with, with Dr. Strange, you really can't nail down the date except for the award that he has on the shelf, the, the, that, that, uh, medical award that he has. And I think it said 2016 or 17. And then, but there's no way for us to know exactly where Maybe it is, but, but do we know where that conversation with between him and Thor takes place? Yeah, see, but the problem with that is, is I, I never take the post credit sequence as part of this, like fixing the time stuff. It seems like they happen all over the place, right? Um, like a lot, like a lot of those post credit sequences, like, yeah, like when I'm, we got our first. I'm trying to figure out basically if like that scene by that time it's years ahead, like and and he's the source of supreme now, right? I think by that scene, it is years ahead. Okay, I would agree. When we see the post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, phase three is where it got super tricky. Like, it was pretty straight and narrow until we got to phase three when we're having movies taking place, right? It seems like uh, Civil War was kind of the linchpin. Yeah. Where and everyone I, just had to pick up right after that, and then Guardians made things confusing. And so did Spider-Man, like eight and years. Spider-Man as yeah. well. yeah. So yeah, phase three was definitely the the phase where the timeline got a little bit scratchy. I know. <laughs> I agree 100%. Hey, Eric, Wally, are you guys following? I mean, do you guys have any yeah. insight on this as well? You got it. No, I, no I, I, you know, I don't get as wrapped up in the timeline stuff as a lot of people do. I, I guess – it just doesn't buy, even if their timeline is off, I, I just, I kind of have moved past that part of my fandom where I worry that much about sure. it. It just seems like it's such a, a, a problem for so many different franchises anymore that I, I just don't even get that wrapped up in them nowadays. I, I get it. It's, the thing is, the reason that I'm bringing it up is kind of like what Jake was saying a moment ago is like, it wasn't a problem until phase three. And I feel like, Kevin, yeah, and I would agree with that. I would I'd totally agree with that. I, I feel like Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios had put such care into the timeline before. And then it just seems like with the more movies that they have coming out, now sometimes three a year, if you include like a Spider-Man film, it gets more difficult to keep everything in line. And like now it's – as fans, we are going to pick these things apart and we're going to notice them. I'm not saying it's going to affect my enjoyment – of watching yeah, no, Infinity no. War. Like, and I'm I not totally saying... I totally get it. Yeah. I totally, I totally get why you... I, I used to be that way about Star Trek and, and Star Wars. And, and it, 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 I, so I totally get where people are coming from with it. I I just... I, I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I, I, st- I stopped focusing on that stuff because I go down that rabbit hole too and it almost... Yeah. It almost... I obsess about it. So yeah. the, I, got, I got plenty to obsess about. I, I can stay away from the timeline talk. Yeah. <laughs> And I would say to people that do get strung up on that kind of stuff, I, I think it's better for the films. I mean, you don't want it to be just crazy out there. You right. want some some kind of timeline. But the more like constrictive you are about that kind of stuff, the harder it is on your filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And I think your your movies can suffer because of that. I mean, I agree. that's a good. Your point. Ryan Coogler's and your James Gunn are going to make better movies if they don't have the Doc Brown chalkboard that they have to look at. Yeah. Totally. 
That's it, it's better point. to just fix it later. That's a good point. That's a great point, Jake. I, and I didn't bring it up, guys, to say, you know, like, I, I just wanted to point out, like, this is the best that I can gather. The timeline, it doesn't look like it's perfect right now. And Lucy's got some explaining to do. That's it. I mean, so. <laughs> no, for sure. And, but, but, I mean, there's no better time to fix this kind of shit yes. than when you're dealing with Infinity Gems. Yes. So maybe they do have this thought out. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that Thanos, as we talk about this later on, Thanos is going to fuck with the timeline here in Avengers Infinity War. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. But um, let's actually let's break down the trailer now. Um, and we're going to be breaking down a lot of things. But at the beginning of the trailer, we get an overhead spinning shot of Manhattan. And then we get this voiceover from Gamora and who we see is talking uh, while she while she's talking. We see uh, Bruce Banner. Black Widow and War Machine, they're on a platform on the new Avengers Tower, possibly since it's moved. Uh, we saw it, uh, you know, them move to a new tower uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming. And then did you guys hear that some people are speculating that eventually in the future of the MCU that the old Avengers Tower will be bought by Reed Richards and become the Baxter Building? Oh, I love that. Oh, that that's a great tie-in. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I what, like that. Oh, it'd be amazing. I think I still, I still am dying for a story to come out. Like, you know, four, four astronauts went missing in the 60s and they come back and like, all of a sudden they find out like um, Reed Richards had in, invested in something years and years ago. Now that he's alive, he's got like – he's worth you know a lot of money and then he's able to buy the Baxter building or something crazy like that. So I don't know. I think that would be very cool. Um, late, next in the trailer, we see a reflection from the Sanctum Santorum. What looks like – it looks like something that's getting ready to crash land into New York City. Is it – is it uh, one of Thanos' ships, or is it one of those new, that that circular ship that uh, Entertainment Weekly is calling it a Q ship? That's the official name of those circular ships that we've seen hovering over New York. Is that one of those ships arriving, or is that one of those ships that looks like spikes that are like drilling into the ground? And I think Thanos' troops are coming out of those. I think it's one of Thanos' troop ships. The yeah. They see cra- crashing. That's what I think too. Cause it's like barreling out of the sky, man. I feel like the Q ships look like they would, like, like they, they travel, but maybe they transport. I don't know. So, cause it, he comes out of one, right? Like on Earth in that first trailer? I'm assuming. The, the very first trailer, the one that yeah. the public didn't see? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. The, the other one, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how these fucking Q ships work. Because if they're a circle, you would imagine that it creates a portal, right? Kind of like in, hmm. like the Chitari, like them coming down, and yeah, That's could be cool. like the Prometheus. Could be like the think, Prometheus thing. Yeah, the Prometheus ship. Yeah, you think the ship itself creates its own like portal propulsion system yeah i don't know i'm I'm guessing i have no i i don't know the function of the q ship it's just it's a weird design yeah and they do seem very focused on it like i mean you think back to the earlier trader to how shocked peter is at just seeing one i feel like in that first trailer we see thanos walk out of something onto earth i i feel like i remember that from the first trailer all right hit pause all right, Jake. So what did you see in the trailer? Uh, in the original trailer, he doesn't come out of a ship. He just kind of pops out of a black hole. Okay. Okay. So we don't know the function yet of a Q ship. So maybe they just travel. I don't know. 
It's interesting. You don't think they're the Black Order? Um, the Black Order, I, I think that the Black Order is going to be on the Sanctuary 2. I think that they're going to be on the Sanctuary 2 with Thanos, that, that big ship that we saw at the end of, the Rag- of Ragnarok. So we'll talk about the Black Order a little bit more. I have some character details. I, I don't know what really is going to – what they're going to incorporate into this film like from the comics, but um, it's interesting. Um, let's see here. We – See in the trailer next, we get a shot of Thanos attaching a second stone to the gauntlet. So I want to break down these stones as well for when they show up in these trailers, this trailer. So the first stone, um, the first of the stones that we're looking for, uh, we've got uh, the space stone, which is the Tesseract from Avengers. Now Loki has it. It's it's the blue stone. There's also the mind stone. Now this is the stone that's in Vision's forehead that originated from the Chitari Scepter, and it's the yellow stone. Uh, there's the reality stone, and this was first introduced in Thor The Dark World. It was called the Aether, and currently it's in the Collector's Museum, and it's the red stone. We also have the Power Stone. The Power Stone was from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. It was held in the Orb, and it's being held on Xandar in the Nova, in the Nova Core Vault, and it's a purple stone. We also have a Time Stone, and this is the stone from Doctor Strange that is held in the Eye of Agamotto, and uh, it's currently with Doctor Strange on Earth, and it's green. Now the Soul Stone we don't know a lot about. We know that it's it's orange in this in this in the MCU. Some people are saying that it's the orange glowing stone that's above Adam Warlock's cocoon that we see in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two in the post credit scene. I don't think so. I don't think Adam Warlock is going to really play a part in the Infinity War at all in this. I think that's reserved for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three in 2020, and that is post Infinity War. So. I, yeah, I'm not buying that theory either. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that it's buried in the vibranium in Wakanda anymore. And I'm gonna, I'm totally, I'm totally abandoning that theory. I, I watched, and I'm not saying, I watched Black Panther again today, and at the beginning of the movie, of course, you see like the meteorite, the, the vibranium meteorite falling to, crashing into the earth. It's glowing blue, and I'm not saying like just because it's glowing blue doesn't mean that it can't contain the orange soul stone. It's just, I, I don't think, I think it's something completely different. I really do. And I think, you know, uh, they've, they've, you know, Marvel is zigged when we thought they were going to zag. So, and I think that that's what's going to happen here. Let's, um, let's maybe connect the Q ship talk to the orange stone talk. Do you think the Q ships are possibly some kind of location satellite device? And that's why it just hovers there. Does he send like a couple of them out to different points and then they pinpoint where the stone is for Thanos? I think maybe the Q ships are going to show up in places where um, the Santorums are, maybe. We've got um, Sanctum Santorums in New York, London, and Hong Kong. We know from the trailers, um, well, I've heard that the Hong Kong, well, we saw in the other movie, didn't the Hong Kong, didn't, oh, do, do they show up to destroy those, or have those already been destroyed in other films, Jake? I'm losing my mind here. <sighs> I'm trying to think, too. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. on the spot. Eric, Wally, do you guys know? I'm, I'm, I'm having a brain fart. 
I don't know off the top of my head. No, I don't. I don't either. Okay. All right. Huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm fr- I'm froze on that too. It's a good theory, Jake. Like I have I have theories for like how how Thanos was going to locate the Soul Stone. The Q ships weren't one of them, but that very well could be. I mean, I get you I can't. Just, we just don't ever see him doing anything. Like in that, we did. It's just hovering there. Everyone's wondering what they're doing. Yeah, it seems like Iron Man's just trying to stop it from doing what it's doing. Spider Man as well in the Iron Spider in the Iron Spider suit is trying to stop yeah. one. But it doesn't seem like it's like doing. It's not like firing anything or deploying it, anything. It does. It. I think it will do something later on the film for the heroes, and I'll we'll get into that later. Um, okay, that's interesting. Now, sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead. Just, no, you're fine. I started thinking about the orange stone yeah. you were talking about and how how they're going to find it, at least as far as Thanos is concerned. Yeah, and maybe that's what he's using those stupid things for. That, that's a, as good a guess as any. It really is because it, we could have it. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go right ahead. We could yeah. have another terraform situation. <laughs> is that what the ships are for? They're terraforming. Maybe. I don't, you know, honestly, just keeping with the old adage, with Thanos getting possession of all the stones. He could terraform it himself. So I feel like they have to have a, a different function. I, Jake, one of the theory, and we'll get into my theory here a little bit and I'll break it down a little bit more, but I think that Thanos is trying to gain control of stones so that he can locate the soul stone. I think he's mm. wanting to get stones, a combination of stones that are going to help him find the soul stone. I got you. The stones themselves yes. are going to lead. Yes. That would make sense too. Yes. I mean, I kind of feel like they're, they would be attracted to each other just by nature. Sure. And the more you get together, they probably want the, you know. Right. Um, we get a shot, uh, with Thanos. We see him with the purple power stone. So we're probably going to see the purple power stone. Remember, I said that that was the stone that is being held in the vault on Xandar. So this movie might not start where we thought it would at the beginning of where Thor Ragnarok leaves off. If he's already showing up before he takes on Thor and Hulk and before he gets the stone from Loki, he's already got the power stone. We might start this movie off with him destroying. He might just be going into Xandar and destroying the entire Nova Corps or most of the Nova Corps guys. Yeah, actually, I actually buy that theory a lot, Brian. Uh, it's an easy way to get the Guardians of the Galaxy involved into the story. Um, we've always kind of heard all along that Thanos was going to get a bigger role in this movie than most Marvel baddies. Yeah. So I kind of do expect like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and especially you can do that considering you got him for two full movies. You, you got to think you're going to dedicate the screen time to him that you think he needs in order to tell that story, especially in one. Well, have yeah. have we seen in any of these trailers, have we seen the Nova Corps show up in Wakanda to help out in any way? And, and, and do you think for any reason that the Nova Corps wouldn't show up to battle Thanos? I think he takes him out early on in the movie, guys. Yeah, that sets up Nova, too, right there within the event. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, that immediately they, sets that up. Yeah. They tell us Thanos, if they don't show it to us, they can at least tell us that he killed them all. Yeah. But lo and behold, there's one sur- surviving member, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the Guardians might even pick up, like, a signal from Xandar, you know what I mean? And just, like, hear somebody screaming or whatever, 
You know, I like that a lot. To see the video like cut out. Oh God. Oh, if if we get a shot of Roman Day dying, um, which was I think is the name of uh, uh, John, John C. C. Riley's Riley. character, I will. That'll break my heart. I love him. Yeah, that'd be a, a, an interesting way to do it, though. Yeah. So you have so much you have to do in this movie. Do we know a runtime? No, we do not know a runtime yet. I don't think so. Do we, guys? I thought. Is yeah, it, it, uh, two hour or two hundred and fifty six minutes. What? I, I saw that today. That's impossible. Two hundred and fifty six oh, minutes. No, one hundred. Yeah, that's I'm that's sorry. over four hours long. Yeah, no, one hundred fifty six <laughs> minutes. Jinx like, jinx like that. I tossed this movie. Oh my yeah. god, I would. I don't know if I could sit in the theater that long. Um, so yeah, two, yeah, two hours thirty six minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be seven minutes longer than Civil War. It's going to be the longest movie in MCU. Okay. Now, you know, ne- if, if Thanos at least kills, uh, or what is her name, Arani Rail, uh, Glenn Close's character, yeah. that, that, that'll, be, that'll make it all worth it. Just right <laughs> I mean, she's going to get, she's going to die, but it'll be like an Admiral Akbar death. You know? like, it'll, just, uh, it'll just happen off screen. She'll just, oh, I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm dead. I, lo- I love your portrayal of her acting dead. Oh yeah. man, that's great! I love Eric. Thank you for validating my feelings on that character. <laughs> um, the second stone in the, we see in the trailer again. The second stone attaches itself um, to the gauntlet. The second stone that we see that he has is the blue space stone, which is the tesseract uh, from Avengers that Loki now has that he got from uh, the vault. Uh, in the in the last Ragnarok film, we get voiceover from Gamora now, and she says, "The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal: to wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers, just like that." Tony says, "Tell me his name again." Gamora says, "Thanos." And in the comics, we know that. I think this is just a, like a nod to the comics. I don't know if he's actually going to do this, but I think just her saying snap of the fingers and, and, and saying that is a nod to the comics. I don't know if it's actually going to happen here where she like snap, where he, Thanos snaps his fingers and kills like, you know, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, some of the Guardians and things like that, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, it is very bizarre. She even name drops the, the whole half. Yeah. Cause that's how it yeah, goes down in the comics. Exactly. Books. Half. Um, <laughs> first off, back to the scene. If you watch this, this conversation is not happening between Tony and Gamora. This is this is really good editing here because if you look at this scene, Gamora is on a ship and Tony is actually in Doctor Strange's Sanctum Santorum. So it's th- this is definitely Banner. I believe that, that Tony's talking to Bruce Banner who's filling Tony in on Thanos and Doctor Strange being the Source of Supreme has knowledge of the Infinity Stones. So... I think that that's what's playing. I think they've cleverly added this together. Gamora's I agree with that. Clearly on a ship, and you can definitely tell that that's Doctor Strange's Sanctum Santorum. So in the previous trailer, we've even seen Banner fall through the roof of the Sanctum Santorum. He's there. We know that he falls through the roof because he gets his ass beat by the Black Order and Thanos at the beginning of this film, near the beginning of this film, because we know that the Sanctuary 2 shows up and, and it confronts the ship at the end of Ragnarok, the Asgardian ship. Okay, I follow all that. And I definitely agree. Uh, she's clearly on a ship. It almost seems like it could even be more than one Gamora conversation even do. Yeah, possibly. I, 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 who is she talking to? Um, 
probably Thor. It's probably a conversation between her and Thor. And Thor doesn't know his name yet. Um, and, um, you know, of course, uh, th- that's what I think it is. I think she's having a conversation with Thor, and I think that Tony's having a conversation with Banner, which then turns into conversation with all three of Banner, Doctor Strange, and Tony. Hmm. Um, yeah, okay. I see it. There's a shot of Thanos in full golden armor, and he takes off his helmet. Um, in this shot, if you freeze this shot, he only has the purple power stone at this time. So this is, this is a shot before he gets the space stone back from Loki. Um, and then, uh, I wanted to talk about like some statements that Joe Russo, the director, him and Anthony Russo are co-directors, but he talked to Screen Rant, um, during a set visit and he said, he talked about Thanos' mission in the film to collect all the Infinity Stones, and he had some interesting quotes here. He said that chasing down the stones is, quote, the bedrock of the film, a key driver of the film. Also, he said, I think that traditionally in movies, there's a MacGuffin. Sometimes the MacGuffin is a person. Sometimes it's a thing. I tend to find that it's much more emotional when a person is involved. So we have quite a few MacGuffins in this movie that have different relationships with two different people. Doctor Strange is a bearer of an infinity stone, and he has been charged with protecting that infinity stone. So there are a lot of characters that will come into direct conflict with Thanos. Um, and I thought, I thought that that's really interesting because like I can take like what he says about Doctor Strange being a bearer of an infinity stone and he's been charged to protect that stone. But you also got to think about the relationship that vision has with the mind stone. Yeah, because it's basically propelling his life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. I wonder how the whole Doctor Strange thing goes down. Do, does some like entity tell him that he is a guardian of the stone at some point? Or is it just known? Is, is, does, the, does the stone actually tell him? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how that'll go down or if it'll go down at all, you know? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to, they, they do need to explore that relationship between him and the eye of Agamotto. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I agree. I would love that for him yeah. to like, you know, Zen out and have a talk with the stone and use that. That would be a great tool right. for some really interesting exposition too. Absolutely. I love that idea. Um, back to the trailer, we get a shot of Peter Parker in street clothes hanging off the side of a school bus and um, then he throws on the Spider-Man mask. Uh, we then see a shot of him with the mask on, but he's still in street clothes, and he's swinging on the underside of a bridge and skimming the water. Uh, we then see the, the those Q-ships, those circular ships that we saw in the distance that are hovering over New York. And then we see Iron Man flying upwards towards them. Um, he is in his Iron Man bleeding edge armor, and it's seen in this trailer transforming. So this is I, – I 100% believe – that this is this this makes sense that it's four to five years later and that 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 he's been working with Shuri and he's got Wakandan technology. This he's got these boots, he puts them together, and in this shot they combine to form one big circular repulsor that blasts him upwards towards the Q ship. And we've already seen in some of the pictures that he's got wings in this. So I I one hundred percent believe that uh Shuri basically get, did the same thing that she did with with T'Challa and she scanned his neck with she gave him technology uh scanned his neck and now he's able to communicate with the suit and have the suit basically bend bend to his will and do and yeah. do whatever he wants 
create 500 action figures for one movie. <laughs> exactly. I, we all know it's for action figures. <laughs> we all know. But I think that's a cool shot, man. I, I, I think it's a really cool shot when you watch his boots come together and form that big, form that big repulsor. I like it. No, I've, I've, I've actually watched it on replay like five times while you were talking about it, and it is awesome, man. They just fuse right together, and yeah. it's just a big old cannon. Yeah, it's so That's a great awesome. shot. That's so cool. Um, anybody, the I don't. Chip ain't doing nothing, though. He's just chasing it, yeah. and it's not, it's just doing nothing. Right. It's like glowing a bit. Right. Why? What? Okay. Maybe I'll talk about the why later. I don't know if it's here. But we'll talk about the why later, why they're going to use these Q-ships. I think that they have a purpose for these Q-ships. And I'm not talking just Thanos. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking a, a group of the Avengers here have a use for the Q-ships. Um, we hear Tony Stark voiceover. Now, before I go any further, Eric, Wally, do you guys have anything that you wanted to talk about before we go any further? No, I'm good. Cool. Wally? I was just, uh, go ahead. so everybody here is under the impression that Tony never had any idea about Wakanda? In this film? Just in general, just in this universe. Like, you're not, you don't think that Tony know, knew know, about I the thought, existence of, of Wakanda? No, no I, I think they made it pretty clear that no one knew about yeah. Wakanda up except to this for, point. Except for Claw. He was the only one that ever. Yeah, Claw was the only one. Yeah. It, yeah. it just seems like Tony would be in the know about stuff like this, especially like the technology and. Uh, he'd have been using that vibranium. He'd have been talking about it. Mm. Yeah, he, would have felt, he would have felt like he had to protect it if he wasn't talking about it. Yeah. Well, and the impression I always got was other than, you know, their sorties into taking, you know, like when they when they go after Killmonger's father and stuff. I, I think other than that, they never use their technology outside outside of Wakanda. They ne- yeah, they said they, they the uh, Okoye said that they would only fight battles if they absolutely had to and so yeah i mean it's one of those things where i think they've been pretty kind of like uh just enclosed within wakanda and uh you know just just doing their own thing there but i am super excited about shuri being you know just interacting with other characters going forward oh hell yeah i cannot wait to see her interacting with like spider-man or or just just blowing away like tony stark with her technology you know, I can't wait to see like the look on his face, um, talking to Shuri. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because like, you know, you're watching Black Panther and you've got guys shooting at Okoye and Nakia when they're driving in those cars. And they're basically like talking about how primitive bullets are and how they're bouncing off their vibranium car. And I'm just like, this is so fucking cool. I love Wakanda. I love Wakandan tech. It's so awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be cool to see Tony, who thinks of himself as, you know, a science guy, Banner as a science guy, even Peter Parker, a brilliant mind. It's going to be see, it's going to be so cool to see them hanging out with this, with this like 16 year old girl who basically has like all this tech kind of like figure tech and science all figured out. It's awesome. It's interesting how we're going to see that meeting for the first time, even though they've done the time lapse. Mm. Like, I, I don't quite understand how that part of the storytelling works, how how the technology yeah. is already integrated into the, the characters, but yet we, we're still getting their first meeting. Uh, but are we? I don't know. That's the thing. Are we? It kind of looks like it. I I'm mean, talking about, like, the-, like, the first time that I'm seeing – seeing them on the screen together because i feel like iron man's got bleeding edge armor that has to be wakandan 
So no, and I, yeah. I agree with you. But just the the little moments we see sure sure seems like it's the first time these characters are, are meeting together. But do we see Iron Man with Shuri? Do we see <sighs> I, right? I mean, we don't that that I can yeah. recall. So yeah, I guess that's true. I, I mean, guess that's true. Yeah, the only stuff we see is the next stuff coming up with with Steve and I can under like we do see the first meanings of like looking like you know uh, Star Lord and, and Iron Man later on in the trailer but you know that, that, so I, I feel like I feel like if they're staying true with the timeline and I hope they are that this is four to five years after the events of Civil War um, and at four to five years after the events of Black Panther where we're where we're looking at a world that should have some Wakandan technology in it now you know, especially as far as like the medical stuff, I would hope, you know, mm-hmm. if if the government isn't just using it for themselves and not telling the general public about it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, that's the thing. I was I would hope that Wakanda would be in control of that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We get we get we hear Tony Stark voiceover. He says, we've got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants. So that's what we use. He's talking about the stones that they have in possession because immediately we see a scene of Dr. Strange in the Sanctum Santorum and he's opening the Eye of Agamotto. And then we see a shot of Scarlet Witch. She's basically, she, she's, she's doing like her best version of the dramatic groundhog where she looks at vision and, and then, and then who we know from leaked photos is in a romantic relationship. They're in romantic relationship together. And we've seen leaked photos of those two kissing. So <laughs> it's like Avengers TMZ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I also want the robot penis. I also want to point out that Wanda got her powers from the mind stone and vision got life from the mind stone. There's there's a huge link between those characters there, just between the Mind Stone itself. So I think that that – could that be important in the film? I think it could be. Vision looks super worried in that shot. He's, he's like totally pussing out already. Well, they're in Wakanda in that shot. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. You could just tell by the lighting. So their plan is not only to protect the stones, the Mind Stone and the Time Stone, but – I, I don't think it's just to protect those stones. I think that they're trying to figure out a way to use them to fight Thanos. I mean, they're in possession of Infinity Stones too. Th- I know Thanos has got the Power Stone and the Space Stone. At the, we know he's got those two stones while he's on Wakanda, unless unless they've edited out some stones with CGI. But later on in the trailer, in, the, in what looks like a third act scene, he's still only got the two stones. So unless they've edited out some stones, um, I think yeah, that, which is highly possible. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I one hundred percent agree. But I think like the, I think that not only just trying to protect those stones, Jake. I think they want to figure out a way to just use those stones to fight Thanos as well. They've got stones; they might as well use them, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're 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 not going to just give up. They're you know they're Avengers through and through. Uh, so I think yeah. they're, they're trying to figure something out. Exactly. Um, we Either get that or they're on a Wakandan honeymoon. <laughs> we uh, we see a shot of Wakanda, and uh, we get we have a shot of Cap and Black Widow walking up to Black Panther and Adora Milaje. 
Um, we see a Koye there, and and it looks like they're seeking protection for the stones on Earth within Wakanda. Um, you see coming off the Quinjet, you see Falcon, you see Bruce Banner, Vision, Scarlet Witch, War Machine. Um, yep, all those characters coming off, and then um, that's that's all the characters I noticed in that shot. Um, yeah, I got to pause right now. You named every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, Jake, um, last week we talked about possibly two battles going on concurrently. Um, one of those battles would be the Black Order versus this team to get the Mind Stone. Okay? Um, and then the the other battle would be Spider-Man, Star-Lord, the Guardians, Iron Man, um, and, uh, I'm trying to think maybe Dr. Strange. Yeah. He's definitely in there. Yeah. Um, we've seen him assisting star Lord in the fighting. Let's see here. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I, we, so I wonder if those are the two battles that are going on at the same time. Yeah. Does do both battles involve Thanos personally though? No, because that's no, where that's no, where it gets messed up. No, no. They do not bat- they do not involve Thanos. Thanos does arrive to Earth with the Black Order, but I think he leaves. I think he leaves. I think um I think once he gets his hands on I think once he gets his hands on the time stone, he's gone. Sure. But see that when you describe it like that, it makes it sound like that the battles aren't concurrent. Yeah, I I, I yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Like that—that's that's what yeah. gets me. It, I don't want to jump ahead in the trailer, but it just—it's like Thanos can't be everywhere. He's not Bugs Bunny. No, he's on. He's on. He's on. Um, no, I mean he—he he is in two places though. He—he he is on Earth, but I think he leaves Earth once he gets once he gets his hand on a stone that he needs in order to figure out where another stone is. So is there still action to be had? As far as on Wakanda after Thanos leaves, because that would be how you would create those concurrent action sequences, right? That, that's where I'm getting confused with. Okay. I don't have answers for you, man. I really don't. It could go either way, though. I agree. Like, it def- it's definitely going to be two big events going on at the same time or one after the other. All I know is that characters that are fighting in that second battle are not anywhere seen in any of the trailers in Wakanda. So... I mean, the, and the characters I'm talking about are Iron Man, Spider-Man, uh, Star-Lord, Gamora, um, Nebula. None of them are seen in any of the shots um, getting ready for the battle in Wakanda, um, which we know Thanos is there from later on in the trailer, right? Yeah. So I think that there's a plan in play to lure Thanos away from that battle, I believe. So maybe we'll try to break it down a little bit later when we try to dissect this thing some more. That's interesting because it almost after seeing this, the trailer, it almost made me think that the other one just happened before this. Possibly. I don't I don't know. I know that there's 
there's two big battles in this, man. You've got like the Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep battle in Wakanda, and then you've got this other battle that takes place somewhere else where I think I know where it is, and I'll talk about that here later. No, and what you're saying makes perfect sense. Like, why have the characters so distinctly split into two different teams if mm-hmm. we aren't going to have the fun of jumping back and forth between the adventures of them? Uh, what I'm saying, I know. I, I, I think that, okay, let's uh, let me just break this down. If Thanos kills Cap, he's turned the tide. I, I, I think if, if Thanos kills Cap, he's turned the tide. It doesn't mean that the battle stops. It just means that the the Outriders and some of those characters that are on that Wakanda battle are just going to keep just just basically kill a lot of Wakandans um, and and uh, some of the Avengers and all of them are going to have to retreat. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that's how it's going to go down, but. Um, so you say he kills Cap, and he's like, all right, I've done what I can do here. I'm going to go fight this other fight. I could see that. Well, I think he's after – he, after he kills Cap or something like that. I the Black Order has it from here. Yeah. yeah let's um, let's break this down. No, no, you're fine. Let's break this down a little bit more. I feel like Eric Wally – like, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Good, Wally. Um, no, you guys got it covered pretty well. I'm just cruising along and taking notes. All right, cool. Um, Actually, do you think, is it possible, because I am hearing, I don't want to skip ahead in your notes or anything, I am hearing that there is going to be a lot of uh, setting up Thanos' character, you know, with a young Gamora yes, and the whole nine. Do you think any possibility the- that the, one of these action scenes are just edited to the way that you think these characters are there, but it's really just something that happened in Thanos's? earlier years you got to look at his gauntlet man you got to look at his gauntlet you got to look at his hands in those scenes yeah i mean you're looking at that's the thing the key is looking to see how many stones and if he's got the gauntlet on so we i'm going to talk about that flashback scene with glamora absolutely but i think that there is a big action scene scene that i'm going to get into it right now i believe that there's a battle in wakanda and that the other battle that we've seen in this trailer it is taking place on on the ravaged world of Titan, which is Thanos' home planet. And he he wreaked destruction on that planet. And we, we, we've seen him on Earth, but I think that he leaves to go to Titan where the Soul Stone could be or, or where Gamora told them to hide the Reality Stone. Um, sure. Uh, but... Okay, let's I'll get let's get back to the trailer. I'm going to break that down a little bit later. We we see a shot of Shuri. She's looking at a holographic image of Vision's face. So she's going to realize eventually through talking to the Avengers that Vision is made of vibranium, the same stuff that basically the whole uh the whole country of Wakanda runs off of. Um that Vision this 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 robot, this android is is made of vibranium and that he was brought to life by the mind stone so maybe shuri's job in this is to figure out how vision can survive without it maybe she's going to pluck it from him instead i know we've seen like the picture we've seen like the scene of uh i think it's um the black order guy pulling the stone from vision yeah i was trying to think if it's it might be what's the name of that guy there's Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive. I think it's Corvus Glaive that's trying to pluck it from him. So I don't know. Maybe she's trying to figure out a way to to get it off of him without him dying. 
And maybe she tells him yeah, it can't be done. If anyone could do it, it's her. If anyone can, it's her. Absolutely. Um, next, we get a shot of Star-Lord, Gamora, and Drax. They're stepping off a huge ship, and they're back on Nowhere. So Nowhere is, um, you know, we've, we've seen that's where the Collector is. We saw that from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, and that's where the Reality Stone is with the Collector. And if you remember the leak scenes that came out months ago uh, that we watched, Jake, that were uploaded onto Vimeo, there's a scene in there with the Collector on the ground talking to Thanos and Thanos wanting to know where the stone is. And we know Thor meets up with the Guardians in the post credit scene of Thor the Dark World. And we know at the end of that, in that post credit scene, we see Volstagg and Lady Sif drop off that stone, the reality stone, to the Collector. So then that would mean Thor would tell the Guardians that he knows where a stone is. So I think that the Guardians and Thor, well, I think, hold on, I think that, uh, that, 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 that some of the Guardians, um, they do get to the Collector first, and we see Thanos and the Collector talking, but the Guardians are already in possession of the stone, okay? So Star-Lord, okay. Gamora, and Drax already have the stone, um, this is uh, this is a plan. I think we're also the, the guardians separate. Okay, I think you've got Thor, Groot, and Rocket. They go off with Thor, so Thor can forge his new weapon, Stormbreaker, and Gamora, Drax, and Starlight go to get the. They go to get the Reality Stone from the Collector. And from what I remember in those leaked scenes, Drax can't help himself but to like attack Thanos because of his dead wife and daughter. And I think like he yells or something. But um, I, th- I think that's what we're looking at. I remember that. I, I think the Guardians separate. I think there's two different plans. Thor's like, I need a new weapon. Groot and Rocket, we see them later with him in this trailer. Thor's throwing up a weapon. We see that in the, in the trailer later. And I think that we've got um, we've got uh, Star-Lord, Gamora, and Drax going to get the Reality Stone, the stone that Volstag, Volstag and Lady Sif dropped off at the Collector. I lose you guys. No, I'm here. I'm no, sorry. Here, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about the stuff. The it is interesting. It's another one of those scenarios where are we going to see the action sequence with the collector, like him losing the stone, or is it just going to be they're going to stumble upon that already have happened? Oh, I think that we're going to see them show up and talk to the collector. Beef guardians too, not just Thanos. No, I think that – hold on. What, what I'm saying is like I think the Guardians are going to show up to the Collector's Museum, get the stone from him, and on their way out, Thanos is going to show up, and they're trying mm. to sneak out. And of course, Drax being Drax, not being able to resist – you know, we saw like what he did with Ronan and try to pick a fight with him. Now he's like – he's face-to-face with the guy who, 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 who ordered his wife and daughter to be killed. And so I think that that might play out there. I don't, and I don't know what will happen after that. Um, so we might see Drax die in this film for all I know. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I kind of had thought like you had thought that they wouldn't really touch any of the Guardians. But Drax man, will not die. No, Drax, Drax will not. going to be that rash. Nope, Drax will not die. We see him later in the trailer with uh, Iron Man and Peter. He's fine. Oh, there you go. He's good. Um, we see Star-Lord next Talk, like here's the scene: Star Lord talking with Iron Man, and we've got Spider Man in the Iron Spider suit without the mask on. He's got he doesn't have the mask on in the Iron Spider suit, um, and Drax is also in the scene. So I think that the Iron Spider suit 
is using Black Panther tech. I, and I think that they they want to do that, Jake, because I just think it's easier for them <laughs> as, uh, to have suits. I think it's easier for the people making the movies just to have if they want to show somebody's face, they just have a they just have a mask that dematerializes, right? Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree with this. So <laughs> it just why why cut why cut the corners? Let's just have it appear, disappear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Um, also, I think that we're going to see the Iron Spider suit eventually grow four mechanical limbs in the movie, just like uh, in the comics. Um, last thing I wanted to point out is that it seems like um, this is, this is happening in the third act of the film, and that it's happening on Thanos' homeworld of Titan, which looks ravaged. So how did Spider-Man and Tony get there? They're standing around what looks like wreckage from a Q-ship. Um, and we also see one, you know, uh, crash in the trailer. There's a scene where one is crashing and I think it's crashing on Titan. And I think that's Tony and Spidey using the Q ship to travel to Titan and they meet up with Star-Lord and Drax and Star-Lord and Drax have the reality stone and they're using that stone to lure Thanos there for the final battle. So Star- that's an that's an interesting way to get all those characters together, and I, I like that they just I like your idea of they're just stowing away on the uh, Q ship to yeah. get back to Titan. Right. I think that's a pretty brilliant idea of how you just get all because that's the tricky part is just getting everyone together in the same room for the same scene. Yeah, yeah. We get uh, Star Lord saying, "Let's talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan that way. It might be really good." Iron Man says, "Wow." So we're already seeing some issues between these two teams coming together. They're not trusting each other. And so, um, you know, like the Guardians, like, so they, where they've been since, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Volume 2, Guardians picked up right after Guardians 1. So Avengers Infinity War, they've said, is set four years after the events of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So the post credit scene that we see in volume two of Teenage Groot, um, that ex- that's four years later. So that's why we're getting Teenage Groot in this film. So, um, you know, basically Anthony Russo said, um, he talked about the changes in chemistry. He says, but I think the changes are about chemistry and about camaraderie and the fact that they're closer and they're tighter and they've been doing it for a while. That's if there's any change. It's in that when they may or may not intersect with the Avengers in this movie, they have cemented their chemistry as a team. Joe Russo says the relationships have deepened, and Anthony says, and they would stand in contrast with the other teams, potentially. And I think that's what kind of like what we saw in this scene. And I think I think it's cool, man. We're looking at a team that's that's been together for like four years now. Like they've been together for quite a while. So I think these relationships are stronger between like Rocket, Groot, and and Star Lord and stuff. So I can't wait to see the new team and how they're interacting. Yeah, I'm super. I mean, the Guardians are one of my favorite assets of you know the MCU. So I can't wait to see how they're used and how they've been evolved since the four years we've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's get back to the trailer. We get uh, shots of the Wakandan troops taking their ships out to battle. Um, we've seen um, we've seen those six armed aliens fighting them on the ground in the previous trailer, and those have been confirmed to be called Outriders. Um, and they were confirmed there was these toys from Funko, these blind box minis, and they were called Outriders. So, I, Jake, 
Eric, Wally. It's like the shitty thing you get from the blind box. <laughs> I want, I wanted Captain America, and I got an Outrider. <laughs> My question is, what are the chances? And I, I'm, I'm totally like, like when I, when I, I'm thinking about like I just watched Black Panther today, and I'm. What are the chances like these 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 outriders are battling them? We've seen, you know, Black Panther battling them. We've seen Cap like hitting him in the face and shit. What are the chances that we see Wakabi get on a rock, blow that horn, and we see the rhinos take out these outriders? Oh, for oh. fuck's sake. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I think there's a high probability of that. I think these battle sequences have that very like Lord of the Rings feel to them with lots of big pieces moving around. So I don't, I, Eric. What the fuck is your problem with these fucking rhinos? I hate the fucking rhinos. I goddamn hate them. It's ridiculous. Why do you hate the rhinos? Why do you hate the it's rhinos? The worst, oh, it's the worst animal in the animal kingdom. They already no. It's it's got a fucking it's got a weapon and its nose. It's got a fucking spike hanging off its fucking I, face. I, I just hated I, I hated their use in Black Panther. If if you give me a good reason that you bring them in, then I'm okay. But. They said at the beginning of the movie. They said at the beginning of the movie that the vibranium affected the relationships with uh, with the and it affected the animals too. So there's your fucking reason, Wade. <laughs> we don't need the rhino character building sequence. I'm good with just the rhinos tearing the shit up. Goddamn waste of space. I love the rhinos, and I can't wait for Wakabi to get on that fucking rock and blow that horn. And I'm going to think about you pissing and moaning the whole time. Oh, I'll be bitching like a little <laughs> shit in my seat. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Wally, you got a big problem with the fucking rhinos, too? <laughs> I have no problem with rhinos. Is, I, that's why I was going to ask you. Is it CGI rhinos or is it real life rhinos that you have a problem with? It sounds like all rhinos. No, it's no, it's you know, it's what? more the CGI rhino with no real purpose. I got no. Okay, so so uh, did you not acknowledge Rocksteady? You only acknowledged Bebop. You fucking asshole. I, I was not. I, I wasn't a teenage mutant ninja turtle guy anyway, oh, so wow. I didn't acknowledge any of them. All right, all right. Yeesh. Jeez, at I, least he's consistent. Man, all right, all right. I'll let you get away with it. I'm not really that upset with you, Eric, at all. I'm just, I'm acting like I am. I, I, I really don't care. Um, we know. I read the I read the Jonathan Hickman run of Infinity, and that's where the Black Order was first introduced. Um, in that comic, Corvus Glaive is Thanos's general. And he led his troops. He led Thanos' troops. So I fully expect that in this film, if they flesh the, if they flesh the Black Order out at all, and I hope they do, I think within, within two hours and 36 minutes, they can flesh these guys out a little bit. You know, I mean, if Wonder Woman can flesh out, like, just in the little bit of time that we had with the, with the guys that joined her on her mission, and I think they did a good job in Wonder Woman fleshing those guys out, I think that they can spend a little bit of time fleshing out the black order but who knows i mean we've got like fucking 40 characters 40 50 characters yeah. in this movie right that still is the biggest concern to me is god they're I, just yeah you, you, you hear that runtime and you'll still think god is there really enough time on the screen for I, all these guys I'll, I'll be honest with you i think i think the big players in this one eric i think i think we're looking at cap i i, I think we're looking at cap and black widow being big characters yep. in this one i think we've got iron man uh and peter you know, Tony and Peter being big players in this. And then I think we got our guardians and Thor. 
I think those, yeah, are, I think, and yeah. I think I think Wakanda itself is going to play a major setting. I don't know how big a player Black Panther is going to be in Black this Panther one, will be, but yeah, I think I would agree with that. But I think Wakanda as 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 a whole, the Dora Milaje, um, you know, and and then and then that whole Wakandan society is going to be like a big part of this movie. Yeah, I think the Russos were smart to get everyone grouped together the way they they have, as we've seen in the trailer. Agreed. You know, agreed. There's not going to be too much solo action, I think, with any of these characters. I mean, there'll be some, but yeah. very quickly everyone's going to get paired up, I think. But the reason I think that the Black Order has to be important is because I'm actually hearing that they're not called the Black Order in the film. I'm hearing that they're actually being called the Children of Thanos. So with just with that title, just with that title – and what I've seen in the trailer, I kind of like it. I, I think the Black Order is a cool name, but with them being yeah. called the Children of Thanos and what this trailer sets up with the Gamora character later on, I think that that could be a big part of this movie. And we might even see one of these characters flip. I, I can't promise you, but we might see it. I hope the Black Order is cool. Honestly, they're probably my biggest worry about the movie is that they're going to Thanos is going to be the cool bad guy and the Black Order is going to take the place of the uh nameless who cares mm. Marvel bad guy. I think, just, you know, if they do it right, like six Ronins, no personification and just fodder. They could do it, though. They could do it so well because like Corvus Glaive could be like your uh he could be like basically like he in, in the comics, he studied Earth's warfare and but he's never seen anything like Wakandan troops. So this will be interesting and it'll be basically like Corvus Glaive versus cap general versus general if they play that right that'll be cool um you've got proxima midnight which we see in the trailer in this trailer later on we see her glove um next to like um scarlet witch so we know there's a battle between proxima midnight and scarlet witch and that could be a fucking cool battle um ebony maw we see him in this trailer with doctor strange that could be some cool shit here because it was cool in the comics so i don't know man i that's one of those things where they haven't set up the black order or the children of thanos at all in any other films this is our first introduction to them so i don't know how they're going to play off in this movie especially when you've got fucking 50 plus characters (laughs) that you've got to give time to like how much time can you really dedicate to them and so yeah the ronin argument does come up like are we going to get another malekith another ronin with these guys because then you got you also got to fucking sell me on thanos right yeah i mean the black order could be cool and if thanos is cool enough it could be just fine that they're just cool thugs you know yeah but it's just it's a lot of pieces you're right and the black order so far is the one thing that is not just i'm not blown away by any of the stuff i've seen with it yeah I agree. Well, we haven't seen a lot, to be quite honest with you. We Yeah, well, a little goes a long way, though. Um, we see Black Widow on one of the Wakandan vehicles with Bucky, and she's looking over at Cap in another vehicle, and the look on her face is a look of concern, and I got a feeling here that something as bad is just going to happen to Cap. So I just – that look just – a look says – a it, it, it just scared me, man. Like it's one of those things where it's like – is this the end of Chris Evans' as Captain America? That look that she gives him is a look of concern. And it, and it might be like they've been talking about like how, how Black Widow doesn't, she only trusts Cap and Falcon is the same way. They don't trust anybody but Cap. Like, but I've, I got something more from that look, man. <laughs> so. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't really quite pick up on that look, but, uh, 
I mean, the trailer does a good job of putting all the big three in perilous moments. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Uh, we get a really cool shot of the Hulkbuster armor in Wakanda with Falcon and War Machine flying off in the distance behind the Hulkbuster armor. Um, everybody is speculating that Banner is inside of this suit uh, because it's basically been leaked by two different toys that he is. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, People are also saying that, like, Thanos... There's a couple theories here. Thanos does something at the beginning of the movie to Banner, maybe using the Power Stone or the Space Stone that makes it so that Banner can't turn into the Hulk. Um, I've also heard that there, and this is the one that I like. I, the theory that I like is that Banner is worried that if he, if he gives into the Hulk, if he turns into the Hulk, that he'll never be able to turn back into Banner again. But I kind of thought that wasn't, wasn't that settled in Ragnarok? I don't know. It was settled in Ragnarok. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. There, there's a part of me, Jake, that I think that if he doesn't turn into the Hulk, when the sanctuary, t- sanctuary two shows up at that to meet that as guardianship, if he does not turn into the Hulk in front of Thanos, there's definitely they've missed an opportunity for me, man. They really have. Yeah, Thanos has to encounter the Hulk. If not in this movie, the next. But I would think it would have to happen here. Well, Ruffalo's got some statements that I'll get to here in a moment. And uh, it sounds like they meet somewhere in the film. So I'll talk about that here. But, um, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We know that he's going to turn into the Hulk in this movie because we've seen that scene of Hulk charging with Cap in that first trailer. So we know that, that sometime on Wakanda he is going to turn into the Hulk. Um, All right, good point there. Screen rant, they met with Mark Ruffalo during the Avengers Infinity War set visit, um, which was like well over a year ago. And he said like a couple of interesting things about Banner and the Hulk. He said, well, coming out of Thor 3, Banner's had a life-changing experience in Thor 3 that makes him much more expressive and not so internalized, you know. So it's not combative, but they're not so in sync as they were. Plus, Banner doesn't understand Civil War. He just doesn't get it. Also, he said, oh, yeah, there's great science bro stuff. There's good science bro stuff. We're paired up again. He's talking about him and Tony. So that'll be cool. Um, And um, so that'll be interesting. Um, I want to get to more Banner here in a moment. I don't. Did you guys have anything that you wanted to chime in? On, I don't want to go. I don't want to jump ahead too much. If you guys have something you want to add, no, no, I'm ready no, to I'm get good. back on the track. Yeah. All right, I know I'm covering a lot of stuff here, guys, and I really appreciate you staying with me. Um, okay, Banner. Once he gets to Earth, he's going to be the guy that relays to Tony and um, Doctor Strange about how powerful Thanos is. So we're going to see yeah. at the beginning of this film, we're, we're probably going to see Thanos possibly take out the Hulk really early on and then send Thor hurtling off into space. And then Gamora and Nebula, they know Thanos the best. Um, they probably will not be on Earth I don't know if I don't think they're going to be on Earth at all. I don't think that I don't think Peter Quill is going to be on Earth at all in this movie. Agreed. Do you guys have any guesses as to how Banner gets how they get Banner back to Earth? 
Banner's going to be Banner. We saw him crash into the Sanctum Centaurum. So I don't know. It's weird. Like, does Thanos, like, punch him so hard that he goes <laughs> flying through the universe and lands in the Sanctum Centaurum? <laughs> Seems a little silly, but you it's, never know. Right. Well, and, and what, we saw him, like, crash land in Avengers Age of Ultron, too. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it seems silly. I don't know. But we, that, that's part of the trailer number one. We saw, we saw Banner crash through the, through the roof of the Sanctum Centaurum. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe he just falls through the roof trying to get in. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Why would he be? Why would he be on the roof, Jake? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, the door is hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I um, I can't wait. Like, there's some of these some of these things that I want to see so bad. Like, I want to see like Gamora talking to Thor about her adopted father and then Thor talking about how he basically just kicked the shit out of him. And, um, I'm with you there. Having Gamora get so much talking yes. time in this trailer really increased my hype level. I gotta yeah. say, um, Thanos ship is 100% there because Loki gave him their coordinates. He had to have, and mm-hmm. Loki has the Tesseract and, and then Thanos knows, where to find him now and that that that's what happens and and from the trailers i'm thinking thanos kills most if not all of the asgardian survivors i don't know what happens to lady sif i think they said that they were going to address that in this movie what happened to lady <laughs> sif but I, I, I it'll be interesting but one of the asgardians that could die is going to be heimdall played by idris elba there's a there's a thor action figure with with thor using Heimdall's sword. So why would Thor be using Heimdall's sword? Because Heimdall's fucking dead and Thor doesn't have Mjolnir. So Thanos kills Heimdall. Thor picks up uh, Heimdall's sword. And I think that Thanos destroys that sword. <laughs> so I, I, I'll co-sign that. I think all those characters are expendable and this is an easy out for them mm-hmm. to not deal with them in further movies. Yeah. Mm. Idris Elba's been complaining about Heimdall getting screen time anyway, right? So, like, why yeah, not just exactly. kill him off and get him over with, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they've had to do other little minor recastings within some of those Asgardian characters, too. So, I, yeah, I think it's, it's an easy way to wipe the plate clean with some of that stuff. Here's uh, Mark Ruffalo talked to Screen Rant about his, Banner's knowledge of Thanos. He says Banner knows more about Thanos than probably anybody, and he's really trying to impress on everybody how dangerous he is. It's a little bit of a chicken little scenario. He comes in screaming bloody murder. He's seen what damage he can cause and how powerful he is, and the entire group is in disarray. So he's also getting caught up on what's happened here and is trying to get them to transcend their differences and impress upon them how much danger they're actually facing he's trying to bring the team back together and he knows that Thanos is going to fuck him up they got to be together on this if they're going to be able to stop him Screen Rant asked him um, that sounds like a good banner reaction but does the Hulk feel any differently I love that question that they asked him I'm so glad they asked him that question and Mark Ruffalo said the Hulk is also mightily impressed by Thanos What, (laughs) what the fuck guys like what does that mean what does that mean? The Hulk is impressed by Thanos. Guys, we've seen the Hulk in Thor Ragnarok act like a petulant child and like not respect anybody. 
now Thanos fire right right fire Thanos yeah. dude uh, th- uh fucking Hulk respects is impressed not not respects but is impressed by Thanos does that mean some people are speculating that the Hulk if Banner was would Hulk out would team up with Thanos so basically the Hulk impressed by his power. And and Thanos talking in the trailers about how he wants to bring balance. Thor uh, Hulk feels like he hasn't been respected by the Avengers in the past. I mean, th- there's that there's that draw there. Like maybe Thanos should rule, and Hulk should be a part of that. Um, but I mean, yeah, power respects power, right? Right, exactly. So like, and maybe Thanos is impressed with Hulk's rage, and he sees him as useful. You know, like you know, like he might be a nice addition to the Black Order. You know, I mean, in the comic books, they've got Hulk is like they got the Hulk right now. I think in the Kate's book is like uh, uh, the Hulk is Thanos's lapdog in the future. I mean, you know, I, th- it's crazy. I don't know how. I, but we know that we see Hulk leading the charge, not le- well, right behind Cap in Wakanda later. So we know those things, whatever, whatever he's feeling, if he has if he has these conflicts, you know, they're not a part of the. They're not a part of the overall plan. He is going to fight along with the Avengers. But um, if I feel like this could mean a lot at the beginning. This could mean this could mean why why Banner doesn't want to Hulk out. He actually feels like the Hulk could turn and could be could be uh, could actually help Thanos. Yeah, that that's very interesting. Uh, maybe he's running away from Thanos and the Black Order yeah. just to avoid being part of them. But don't you guys – I want to ask Wally and Eric. Don't you guys think it's a missed opportunity to not see fucking Thanos punch Hulk in the face and put him in his fucking place? Like I saw it in the comics and it's dope as fuck. I want to see it here. I, you know, I think that's an act two scenario. I think that's I, – I, that's just the way I look at it. Is some, that's, that's a card you can keep in the deck until, until Avengers 4. Yeah, I think it is a missed opportunity if they don't do it. And I mean, Thanos and Hulk, the Hulk together is, yeah, you know, since what is that? Natural disasters, earthquake, and tugboat. That's so pretty much like. <laughs> I, mean, you, I don't know what kind of tag team could beat you, those two? But you're seriously going back to 1990 WWF tag teams. <laughs> that's how I, I liked it. it. I liked it. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get back to the trailer. Um, Jake, what did you have something to add? No, I was gonna say. Well, there we there we went. We, yeah. we did not a hundred percent talk yeah. about Avengers Infinity. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did it, Wally. There's a reason why we're called the Terrible Talkers over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, point proven. Uh, let's see. I'm fucking with you. Uh, back to the tra- <laughs> we uh, just correctly named, sir. <laughs> we see a shot of. Uh, of Eyepatch Thor with Rocket and Groot and what looks like guys I don't know what it is it looks like a factory or something and he, and he throws up a new whip weapon which they have yeah. totally CGI'd out of that shot you cannot see it it's one and I think that they're doing another thing like they did in the in the Ragnarok trailer when we see like he, you know what I mean like when he when he's Agreed. supposed to have the eye patch I think by the time we get to the movie, man, we're going to see Stormbreaker, his his new axe, you know, Beta Ray Bill's weapon. He's throwing that bad that that badass weapon up, and um, but I I don't think that they, they're not ready to show Stormbreaker here in the trailer. So instead, we just see lightning spark all around him. Um, I don't know where they're at though. I I'm guessing because it doesn't look like the Solar Forge that we saw in the previous trailer. I don't know. We'll see. It, 
to me, yeah. it looks like a destroyed um, Doctor Strange uh, Sanctorum. I don't think he's back on Earth yet. I don't know if it just shit. Does Thor get back to Earth, man? Jake, does Thor get back to fucking Earth? Uh, I would say no. Okay. I would guess no. All right. We hear voiceover from Thanos as a Q ship crashes down on Wakanda. I think I no. I think that Q ship is crashing down on Titan. I think it's crashing down on Titan. That's how Iron Man got back. Yeah. I, I still like that theory yeah. that you had. Yeah. Uh, Thanos says the end is near. When I'm done, half of humanity will exist. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. I hope they remember you. And um, we get a ton as a, as that uh, as that dialogue's being said. We get a ton of important shots here. We see Thanos um, in in gold armor showing up in in a flashback scene. I'm I'm everybody's assuming. And he's in. And it's an awesome look for him. That armor right. is kick ass. It is. It's really cool. It's awesome armor. And he's invading Gamora's homeworld. And um, he's taking her as his adopted child. And I, Jake, I, I think I, I think I speculated last episode that it, that it would be Gamora, not Nebula, that's positioned to stop Thanos in the final battle. And I think that this shot here <laughs> confirms yeah. how important her relationship to Thanos is going to be. And, and I'm, I, I really think that it's, it's, it's some foreshadowing, whether that means foreshadowing for like how the Black Order being also children of Thanos are going to react to everything's going on or just Gamora herself. Oh, I agree with it. We haven't seen hide nor hair of Nebula really in, in much of this stuff. And I mean, it, it's perfect foreshadowing. Why even show this stuff if she's not going to be a key component and what happens to Thanos later? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know that in the comics, like it was, um, see, I want to, I personally, Jake, I just, I want it to just be a, you know, as far as like the children of Thanos, I want it to be like, like Nebula and um, Gamora versus like his new kids, right? Like fuck those new kids. And, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Black Order versus the siblings. Yeah. In the comics, Ebony Maw kind of gets like power hungry towards like the end of that story and wants to kind of like use the knowledge that he gets from Doctor Strange to overthrow Thanos. And I feel like – don't do that in the film. Leave that out, man. Like, have him be 100% loyal. I think, like, you're getting into way too much shit, including that story into this story. I think I think this should be pretty cut and dry. Fucking Black yeah. Order, Children of Thanos, evil, you know, uh, Gamora, Nebula, good. Right? I think it will be. It, it, it's They'd be hard-pressed to try to adapt the Hickman stuff, you know, word for word. Right. And I know that's not what you mean, but yeah. even trying to, like, do it even as a homage would seem kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, we get a shot of Thanos holding, <laughs> let me talk about this. He's holding Thor's head and it looks like in the shot, it looks like everybody's saying like, Oh, he's going to crush Thor's head. And this is a shot from the beginning of the film. Okay. Because it's, it's before he's sent off hurtling into the, in, into space and, you know, uh, meets up with the guardians. Okay. I know this because he's not wearing his cape that we see later in the trailer. Okay. We see him later in the trailer rocking the cape again with Rocket and Groot. 
In this, he's not got the cape on. Unless Thanos rips off the cape, which seems fucking silly. <laughs> he just got it back. He Why would just, he rip it off again? Exactly. Okay? So that's not happening. I... <laughs> Remember last episode, Jake? I said I think that Loki dies in this movie. Yeah. I think what we're seeing here, I don't think Thanos is trying to crush Thor's head. I think he's turning Thor's head to make him watch the Black Order kill Loki. He's going to make mm-hmm. him watch. Yeah, I like it. I think I, I think that's a very good prediction. Because I don't think Thor's going to bite it. And I, I think this is definitely a fake-out move to even show this part in the trailer. What do you guys think? Wally, I want to hear what you guys think. Wally, Eric, what are you guys thinking? I say good riddance to Loki, to be honest with you. He's, he's like, let me uh, clarify that a little bit. He is has been the one of the better villains, but he just does the same stuff in every single film. And I know they kind of played with that with Ragnarok, but I think that would make Thor, you know, give him that extra drive that he needs or whatever um, to give a, you know, give him that, uh, the arc that he needs for this movie. You know what I mean? Because uh, other than that, and that's part of the problems I have with the Thor films, because outside of the problems that Thor has with his father and Loki, there's really not much to Thor, in my opinion. Um I know that's not a popular opinion, but um, you know, I I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you though. I, I think I think Loki's run his course in terms of storyline for what he can do, and I think it, it's I think it's a a good moment to to have that happen. And I'd agree with you that that's probably what we're seeing. Brian, I, th- I think that's think that that's what what we're going to see. I, I think it's a good foil to us to, to to play off Thor going forward, and something that will help drive his hatred of Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. That's a really good point, Jake. Man, check this out. Like, it seems like they're kind of cleaning house. Like, if, if everything I'm saying happens with the Thor stuff like Asgardians are wiped out and I'm saying that because we see a bunch of bodies in another trailer and I'm thinking those are Asgardians that Thanos has wiped out Heimdall like Thor's using Heimdall's sword I think Heimdall's gone I mean we saw in the last movie you know Volstagg and like you know the Warriors 3 like those guys get like decimated right (laughs) so like hold on like what's okay are they just cleaning house with Thor but the the thing is it's like I, I feel like we're not done with Thor characters. I feel like Korg was so popular. Like, the, like we can't see like the last of Korg. Like, like does Korg can't die at the beginning of this movie, right? We're not going to see like we're not going to like like uh, we're not going to like the reflection in the Sanctum Sanctorum where like we see something like getting ready to crash on Earth. That's not Korg meteorites, right? Like Korg doesn't die I in this movie. Not. Right? <laughs> do, do you think we'll see Korg in this movie? He's, I he, question that. He's on the ship with him, dude. I know, I know. But At the I beginning mean, of the movie, got... there's. You'd think that Taika Waititi would show up and just record some lines. Hmm? Okay. I mean, I just didn't know if we were going to just be fast forwarding past what we saw at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Mm, I mean. It basically, it takes us from like that ship to. I think we might get like one or two funny lines from Korg real quick. It could just be, you know, real quick. I don't. I don't think it's going to be like a, he's going to be a big thing in this. But um, yeah, I, don't, I agree with you with that. Yeah, 
I, I don't, I feel like they're going to, like with this being such a serious movie, they're definitely going to want to take advantage of some of like the comic relief moments that they can. And I think Korg could be inserted here and it would make sense to have a funny moment with Korg, um, at the beginning of the film. And I think like the I journey, so. yeah. And I think like the journey with Thor, Rocket and Groot is going to be really funny. I think like it's going to have some funny moments, uh, to it as well. Um, but my, oh my gosh, I, I think we are looking, I, I'm, I'm going to be sad to see Loki go, but I do think like that character has run his course. And I think like this is good. This is good to see like for Thor. I think it'll be good for his character to see Loki die, you know? And, yes. but I can't, part of me doesn't want to believe that Thor dies in this movie. I want to believe that Thor makes it out of this one. Um, but you've got the statements of like, Thanos talking about balance in the universe. And I feel like when he's talking about balance in the universe, it's getting rid of the old gods, right? Like that, that should be like one of his first like mission statements. Like if you elect me as class president, I promise you, <laughs> you know, like I feel like that would be like the, one of the first thing he does to bring balance in the universe is to get rid of the old gods. They gotta go. Yeah. I, I believe it. Thanos doesn't give a shit about any gods. He's God now. Yeah. Yeah, fuck! Are we gonna see Thor die? Holy shit! Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I'm with you that I think there's been so much misdirection about yeah. Thor put out there. Yeah, there's, there's just no way Thor is dying in my mind. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I hope Thor makes it out of this one. I'll feel really good if he does. So, um, we see Thanos um, crushing the Tesseract. To get to the space stone inside, uh, we get a really great shot of the Black Order, um, or the th- children of Thanos, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, and they are, you know, Proxima Midnight's holding a spear to Loki. Um, Cole Obsidian is fucking huge. Uh, it's, it's a really cool shot of the Black Order. They look really good. I love the, the, the character designs that they've done on them. Um, this is definitely in the movie where, Thanos gets access to the space stone. So, um, and this is another shot near the beginning of the film. Um, so, uh, we get a shot of cap activating his new shield that he's got from Wakanda, this new vibranium shield. Um, black Panther's armor activates. And then we see all of Wakanda ready to fight as the black order and the outriders are going to invade. And, um, a really cool action shot here of, uh, structures falling all around and Dr. Strange creating these magic platforms for star Lord to jump on Jake. I think that this scene's happening on Titan. I think doc, I think that Dr. Strange makes it to Titan. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, this goes with the, the trailer that wasn't really a trailer. That was the San Diego comic con one. We saw this shot too. And it, it, it just looks like it's all taking place on on Titan. Did the with original that group of people? Did it, did the original trailer though? Did it look like they were fighting in space? Yes. This now looks like they're on Titan. Hmm, okay. Yeah, because the original one had the Doctor Strange making the platforms. Yeah. With the Star Lord stuff I need going to watch, on. I need to watch the original again because the original it felt like it, it had more like a, like a space cosmic look to it. Titan has more of like a uh, planet that's been destroyed look. It just looks like fucking like an orange like like, like there's an it's an orange planet and all these rusty fig like um it just looks like all these rusty structures that have been destroyed behind them. 
So. Yeah, and it might have just been a matter of them not having the uh, VFX finished yet to show it like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see Doctor Strange being tortured with spikes from one of the um, out, uh, Black Order Ebony Maw, which this scene happens in the Infinity comic by Jonathan Hickman. Ebony Maw uses his powers to control the minds of other characters. And he actually, like, when he does that, he actually kind of, like, leaves a piece of himself in in their mind from, like, what I can remember from the comic. And then in the comic, he uses Doctor Strange against the Avengers to track down the other stones. So it feels like he's trying to get into Doctor Strange's mind here and unlock some things. I'm not the biggest fan of Ebony Maw's character design of all the Black Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit too Voldemort for me. Yeah, I can see that now that you say it. I didn't see it before. Thanks for ruining it for me. Yeah, yeah, he, sorry. If I'm <laughs> thinking of the same character, too, doesn't he vaguely look like one of those 300 STD people? Do you remember yes. that scene? Huh? The In 300, where uh, Gerard Butler's character goes up to the top of the mountain to talk to the mystics or whatever they were. Do you remember that? Are you talking uh, three? You said 300 STD people, so... All right. The guy, the, who, who was the character? What was the character's name? Ebony Ma? Yeah. Yeah. I said he vaguely looks like the 300 from the movie 300. Those mystics up at the top of the mountain. We're really talking about this? Like, this is like a thing that we're doing right now, Wally? Uh, I guess. You know, like, like, you know, if you say it like the one time and I don't get it, the more you explain it, the worse it's getting, man. It's like you're, it's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, Wally, just some advice. Stand up to Brian when he takes you like that. Tell us, fuck yeah, we're talking about this, bitch. And, and normally, normally I might help you in the battle, but you went to a Zack Snyder movie, so you're on your own. That's a good point. That was my first mistake, probably. <laughs> Eric, the Voldemort reference, reference was yeah, simple, yeah, easy, yes. direct, and delicious. Yes. Yeah, you went, you, yeah, you went really like i don't know fringe pop culture there and like with lesser known characters you know you're expecting me to remember the mystics i was thinking of like is that a rival band of gem from the 1980s cartoon like i oh that was the misfits like i had no idea what the fuck you were talking about so um but um yeah eric he gave you really good advice just stand up to me just say brian fuck you all right fuck you you win this round brian fuck you let me finish my asinine thought here um and then (laughs) And then, and then, and then, and then just dig your own grave, Wally. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, That's what I do every time I'm on. (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) Uh, We get a shot of the Outriders attacking the Hulkbuster, uh, and Banner. I'm guessing like this is the scene where Banner turns into the Hulk while he's in the Hulkbuster armor, and he rips it up. He rips through it like it's a tin can, right? Yeah, that'd be that'd be a really neat effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get a shot of Tony looking defeated, with his armor's gone. His armor's gone. He's been he. It's not gone. He's been stripped of the of this new bleeding edge armor. Mostly, I mean, you can see some of it. It's it's damaged. It's hanging onto his right shoulder, but it does not look like it's functional at all. And um, we get uh, then we get a shot of. Cap being overpowered by Thanos uh, at the end of the trailer. Um, Thanos, you know, with his with his fist on Cap, and you know, Cap fighting back. Um, if you look at this scene, you can still see um, at this point in time, 
Thanos still only has two stones. He still only has the power stone and the space stone. Unless, again, they've digitally removed some of these stones to keep us off, you know, off, off the track. Eh, I, I don't I, – the more I think about it, the more I think they didn't. I sure. mean, at that point, if he's got more stones, what's he doing trading fisticuffs with Captain America? No, I, I, I agree. I, I, I'm just saying, like, it's a possibility. I'm saying like, I, I still think that Star-Lord and, the, and, and some of the Guardians are in possession of the reality stone. And that's going to be – they're going to lure – they're going to lure him. And I think that after this, that I think, I do think that Thanos gets possession of the, the mind stone. May, he's got to get possession of the mind, of the mind stone. I would, no, the time stone, the time stone from, um, from Dr. Strange. I think, is Ebony Maw holding out on the time stone? Is that, is that a possibility? And he mm, can, trying and, to get power for yeah, like that's it, interesting. It happened Corrupt, to, corruption right. in the Black Order, and so like so Thanos kills him. Fuck you, motherfucker! That's my time stone. You know, I don't know. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be a little bit something more to the Black Order than I expect. I, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, the Russos talk about how big this battle is going to be. Um, basically, they say. If you compare it to the airport scene from Civil War, you call the big airport scene in Civil War your big splash page. That the screen rant said this. Do you, you call the big airport scene in Civil War your big splash page? Do you have an equivalent of that in this movie? And Joe said, "We have like an equivalent of like of that. Like you know, if you had a comic book and you open it up to your double panel, and then you fold it out, and then you folded it out again and again." And Anthony says, and you have another comic book laid out next to it. Um, Joe says, so we have the equivalent of that in this movie. So this is going to be huge. Um, so, it's an exciting quote. Yeah. And then we get like, uh, then the, then we get the Avengers logo and then we get that fun little scene with Peter meeting Dr. Strange. And, um, I'm Peter Parker and he says, I'm Dr. Strange. And he's like, oh, we're using our made up names. Then I'm Spider-Man. So and I thought that was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked that the, they were very light on the jokes on this trailer, mm-hmm. and that was one thing I liked. And I thought that like the two jokes actually actually hit. So let's speculate. Um, this is the final trailer that we're getting. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get a ton more TV spots before you know um, April 27th. But this is the final full length trailer that we got. There was no Soul Stone in sight. There was also no. Aether insight, but we, 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 we didn't see the, we didn't see, um, the Aether and yeah, we saw the other two stones. Of course, we saw the Eye of Agamotto and the Mind Stone, um, which is a vision stone. Um, where is the soul stone? Do you guys have any ideas? Cause I do. And this is the Thor Dark World one. No, that the Aether, we know that that okay. is with the Collector. And we know, I think the Guardians get it. Thanos comes to collect it from the Collector. He, I don't think he gets it at that time, Jake, because like once he arrives on Earth, he still, unless they've digitally removed it, like I said, he still doesn't have the Aether. So I still think that the Guardians have that up their sleeve, that they got it from the Collector. Collector could die in this movie. Thanos could just kill him. Yeah, and that would make sense. They probably don't have much further use for that character. Yeah, they do. I want to see him and his brother hang out. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. We have further use for him. Yeah. I'm sure they're done with them. <laughs> Any ideas where the Soul Stone is, other than the whole 
vibranium Wakandan theory. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, no, I, I don't think it's on Wakanda. I think I'm believing that the Wakanda stuff is purely what we're being told, that they're there for the vision. I So, yeah. I... Yeah, go ahead. There... I was thinking, like, at first I was thinking, like, could it be in the quantum realm? Like, we've been introduced to the quantum realm in the Ant-Man film. I don't think it's in the quantum realm. I think that they're saving... They are going to be using the quantum realm for other things, but not for a place where they're hiding or where a place where the soul stone's hiding. One theory for the soul stone is that Thanos gets a hold of the time stone from Dr. Strange and then uses the time stone and the space stone in together to open a portal to the last known location of the soul stone. Because I think the soul stone has been lost for millennia. It's like, nobody knows where it's at. And I think getting these two stones, the time stone and the space stone together is going to be able to bring him to the, uh, him to the soul stone. And then would that then bring us to Titan Thanos's home world? Like it kind of is kind of cool to think that Thanos, his home planet was the home to the, to that stone altogether uh, all along. I don't know. I'm trying to think like maybe it was destroyed when he went, when he traveled back in time for the time stone. Hmm, I like that. That's interesting. Once you get the other two stones, you just, yeah. you still got to think though, that it's not going to be so cut and dry that they're actually going to have something that's going to make us go, Oh, that's where it's been this whole time. Even if that's what Thanos does to get it. Well, that, Oh, it's like, Oh my gosh. This. Like the planet that he was raised on, it was right under his nose the entire time. Hmm. Okay, it's more of an oh for Thanos than the audience that way, though. Well, yeah, but I think it's kind of cool for him to, like, say, like, I need these two stones. Like, I don't know. I mean, uh, do we have to have an ah moment for the for the soul stone? Do we really? I don't know. No, I, don't, I guess we don't have to. But it feels like maybe if they have one final trick up their sleeve, this is where it would be. You know, it's kind of the here's the thing that was right under our noses the whole time. Yeah. And now it's being revealed to us. You know, uh, see, I see, like if, like if they went the route of like it being in Wakanda, I don't like that. I think it like like, you know, just watching Black Panther again today, like it was one of those things where I feel like it's just very cool for like that, you know, part of the earth to just have like. The and I'm not saying that that's where you're going with this, but I'm just saying like it's just cool that like that that has vibranium. They have the heart shaped herb, and like that's that's native to them. Like that's it has nothing to do with the soul stone. No, and I agree with you on that. And I, yeah, and you know, and you know that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's still it's the final location of the final stone. Like mm-hmm. it, not to compare it to Harry Potter again, but it's you know the final Horcrux is going to be more than just oh we find it here well, they, or we use the uh, you know if they have to do something like that, then it would make sense that it would be in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I, they keep going it, back to Titan. They keep going back to Titan, like. And we know that Titan is in this movie. Like it's been confirmed that we get yeah, Titan. That's in interesting. Hmm. I wonder if it's something Gamora knows its location this entire time. I don't know. Like I feel like it's been like lost for years, and that he knows that they'll tell us in the movie that he needs that he's talking. About, he needs these two stones in order to find this one stone. Like he's got to get control of this of these stones to get to that stone. But I don't. Yeah, know. I think that's a very working theory. 
but I'd be a little bit disappointed in it as far as storytelling goes. I wouldn't if he had to go back in time to Titan and then destroy Titan and then all of reality's changed and like that's where the final battle takes place on destroyed Titan. Like something that he went back in time to destroy to get this stone and that's where the final battle takes place is Titan after it's been destroyed. So like before this movie takes place, Titan's intact. Like his home planet is fine. But like the the stone, these two stones reveal to him that it's on his home world. He goes back in time with the time stone and the space stone, fucks the fucks up Titan, gets his gets that stone, and then the final battle takes place on Titan that's been destroyed. Which Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to work my way around to liking it a little bit more. I like the idea that Thanos is having to destroy something he loves to get the final piece of the power that he well, needs. Well, it depends on what. I like, like that aspect of it. It depends on, like, how you look at his relationship with Titan. If they're going by the Jason Aaron origin story, people on Titan picked on him, man. Like, they they picked on him. Like, he looked different than everybody else on this planet. And he was picked on. Um, you know, he was bullied. Which was so I don't know if they go with that story, it might be it might be a story of, of revenge for him to actually go back to his planet. He might enjoy fucking it up. I gotcha. Easier said than done. Or I mean it'll be it won't be hard at all for him to fuck Titan up because yeah. he'll be full of just anger towards it. Right. I could see that too. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I don't th- I can't poke any holes in your theory. I think it's a really good theory. But I deep down hope that the reveal is something that I could have figured out, but was just so well hidden. I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see here. Last week we did talk about uh, time travel uh, being a possibility for Avengers 4. Um, if you want to know more about that, you can go back and listen to the last episode. Um, anyway, I, I was reminded recently, I was talking to Steve of Scenic Cast about this, this time travel theory. And and he brought up like um instead of it being and we talked about this on the show before Jake like this whole instead of them going back in time they could be reliving moments using that Tony Stark's it's called binarily augmented retroframing technology it's called the acronym is it's barf which Tony described as he, Tony described it as an extremely costly method of hijacking the hippocampus to clear traumatic memories. Remember, it was like in Civil War at the beginning when we saw young Tony reliving that moment with his parents before they went off, before they died? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so the scenes that we've seen leaked from Avengers 4 that are happening in New York with the Chachari could be memories using the barf tech. I don't think that that is the case here. I don't. Uh, Why is Ant-Man there? Eric, what do you got, man? <laughs> I'm struggling with barf tech. Yeah, barf tech. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I, it makes sense. I mean, that, it felt like when they did that, there was, there was, I mean, obviously there was the setup to Tony's parents. Yeah. But it felt like there was, they really dedicated a lot more time to that technology than they needed to just for that. So it would make sense that it, if it would come into play later on. I, but I don't, I don't think that it would come into play for, I don't know. Why would it come into play? Why is Ant-Man in those scenes? Because we've seen leaked pictures of Ant-Man in that. Really? I have not seen that. Yeah. Ant-Man. So basically there's leaked pictures of like it's cap 
back – this is for Avengers 4. It's Cap back in his Avengers costume, Iron Man back in his original Iron Man, Mark, whatever the fuck. And then you've got Ant-Man there in that New York battle as well. It's like they're retro making Ant-Man one of the first Avengers. I I think – I okay, hold on. Let me explain this. I believe that this is going to be time travel. But not by use of the time stone, like I thought last week. I thought last week they're going to use Doctor Strange time stone. I think that by in, in Infinity War, that Thanos is going to get control of that time stone, and he's going to use it to go back to Titan, like I said earlier. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think it's a possibility. And I think in order for them to time travel, they're going to have to find a different way to do it. So I last week I even mentioned there's a second way I think that they can time travel some uh, something that they don't understand fully, but I think it's the quantum realm. I think that they're going to use the quantum realm, and um, I think that's what the Avengers are going to do. I think they're going to use the quantum realm to to go back in time. The quantum realm theory is probably why we are getting Brie Larson as Captain Marvel in Avengers Four. Um, we know we're getting her in Avengers 4. Um, last year in May, quantum physicist uh, Dr. Spiros Mikalakis, he talked with Inverse.com, and he's a consultant with Marvel on the Ant-Man film, and he admitted that the quantum realm will play a role in the Captain Marvel film. So I would not be surprised if in a, sure. po- if in a post-credits scene we get in, in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, that we get a scene of Janet Van Dyne, who's being played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and we know for a fact that she comes out of the quantum realm in in, in the next movie because we've seen leaked photos of her and Michael Douglas on a beach together. Okay, um, I would not be surprised if Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, play, uh, playing Janet Van Dyne, Janet Van Dyne in a post credit scene says something about how she met a woman named Carol Danvers. In the quantum realm, which then sets up Avengers 4 after the death of some of these heroes, Captain America, possibly Tony Stark, Thor, some of these guys have died. They need some new power. They need strength. They need leadership. And Ant-Man says, like, I think I know somebody. I think I know of someone. And we're, and we're, that's directly from his fucking last movie. Kind of like like mm-hmm. when, when Falcon knows someone who can help Cap in Civil War, and it was Ant Man from the Ant Man from the first Ant Man film. So this will be like a callback to that. And I think the Avengers in Avengers Four are going to free Carol Danvers from the quantum realm. She's been trapped there since the events of the Captain Marvel movie that's going to come out uh, in March of 2019. So I think that that's we're going to see at the end of the Captain Marvel movie, which comes out in March, just a few months before Avengers 4, we're going to see that movie end with her trapped in the quantum realm. And we're going to pick it right back up in Avengers 4 with the Avengers pulling her out of the quantum realm. And then she spent like 20 years in there and they're going to get a better understanding of the quantum realm and use it to time travel. And that's when we get the scene of the Avengers from the first film in the Battle of New York where they battle Loki and the Chitari. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, I, I follow that. I, I think that's a very sound theory. I mean, you've got it's it's something you kind of mentally have to do. You have we know Captain Marvel is a period piece. We know Captain Marvel will be in Avengers four. I, I think you've done a very good job of connecting those dots and how they could get one from the other. 
Uh, I follow you. Okay. Eric, Wally, am I making any sense or am I sounding like a crazy person that's just fucking like, am I wearing a tinfoil hat over here? Like, what the fuck? No, no I, I think, think that's a good theory. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, it makes sense to me from what we know. It's always kind of cool. Like, like when I watch like, uh, Back to the Future, you know, the easy thing is to have, uh, the, the plutonium, right? And, and just be able to time travel it. You hit 88 miles per hour and you're able to get there. The tough thing is when you fucking are in the old west and they haven't invented gasoline. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you know you've got plutonium, but you have no gasoline, and uh, you got to find a way to get. You got to hit eighty-eight miles per hour, and you you know I that's that uh, that's what's interesting here. So I feel like once they get to Avengers four, like Doctor Strange, I think like they don't have any way to time travel now that Doctor and we've seen Doctor Strange use the Eye of Agamotto to manipulate time. Now he's lost the eye of Agamotto. I think that Thanos has it, and Thanos is is in control of time. But the only way for them to manipulate time is through the quantum realm. And I think that that's why we're going to see Brie Larson in the 1990s. This where the first where that where her movie is set, and she's young like she is. Dude, they're not going to fucking age her up for the Avengers 4 no, movie. And that would be ridiculous. Now you can explain it. Oh, she's got powers, and she got those from the Kree. And so, like, maybe that kept her young. And, okay, fine. That's fine. I think that she's been trapped in the quantum realm. I don't know why um, Michelle Pfeiffer aged in the quantum realm. So, because we know that she does look older. So, I don't know. We'll see. It, it might be that she doesn't, that Captain Marvel doesn't age because of her powers. We'll see. But I, I firmly believe that she, at the end of Captain Marvel the movie, she's going to be trapped in the quantum realm. And that's where Avengers 4 picks up. But... We shall see. Um, we got the official Avengers Infinity War poster on Friday. And at the bottom of that poster, Peter Dinklage's name popped up at the bottom of the poster. And I've been talking about him being a part of this cast for probably a year or so. And, um, Jake, I think for the longest time, like, there, like, the only thing we had to go on was like him being spotted at the airport during filming and he, he showed up with, we, he showed up with orange hair. Like that's it. Like he was in Atlanta in the airport with orange hair and people were during the filming of Infinity War and that's all that they had to link him to the, to the film. So, um, yeah, it was cool to see yeah. his name on the poster and finally know that that's legit. Who's he playing? Jeez, oh, I have no idea. I think the popular theories is the guy that creates the new Thor weapon, right? Yeah, Eitri. Right. Eitri, the, dwar- the Dwarven King. So a lot of people are saying he's going to play, like, Pip the Troll. Um, I yeah, don't, I, don't think I like so. that. I don't, I don't think that'll happen. I don't. And some people are wanting him to be MODOK, and I don't think that's going to happen either. <laughs> that's awesome, though, too. So uh, There was no Hawkeye on the poster. But he is 100% in the film. Um, Joe Russo said of Hawkeye, characters on Cap's team made certain decisions and others made other decisions that led to different paths in them dealing with oversight in this movie in a different way. So Hawkeye's on his own journey in this movie. Uh, Anthony Russo said, yeah, uh, he has a unique reaction to the Civil War situation that puts him in a special spot in this film. So what is going on with Hawkeye? I think I know, like, from the prelude comic, uh, he says he's retired. So he's, like, living on the farm and shit. I don't think that he's going to be a big part of this movie until Avengers 4. But he'll be, he'll be, yeah. he'll show up at the end of this one. 
yeah, you can't do the old routine where he retires and comes back every movie. For it to mean something again, I think he has to completely sit out this movie. Yeah. So I agree with that. What brings him back? Cap's death? Yeah, that's a that's the way to do it. Yep. Um, maybe even Tony's. Yeah. All right. Um, and the final thing I want to talk about here, I think, before we wrap is, uh, Jake, we, we kind of talked last week. Remember, like, the whole, like, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> the whole Spider-Man thing that we talked about with Hepner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Spider-Man's going to die. Yeah. Um, I want, Jake and I are very aware of the leaked San Diego Comic-Con Infinity War trailer where Tony is holding the back of Peter Parker's head while while wearing uh, while he's wearing the Iron Spider suit, and Peter says, "I'm so." Uh, he says, "I'm sorry, Tony." Like, I know about that. I, I, Jake, I, I, I still feel like I, I think that Thanos maybe hits him so hard it takes him out of commission, and and and. And the suit's not working. Peter's just fucked up. I don't think Peter's going to die here. I think I think it makes more sense for Peter maybe to watch Tony die, and then he has to deal with the consequence. He has to deal with the emotions that he's feeling, like in the next film, from 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 being taken out of the battle, and then and then watching his mentor die. Right? Yeah, yeah. My stance on this hasn't changed at all. There, there's no way Peter Parker is dying in this movie, in my mind. All right, Eric, Wally. Nope. No, it's a red herring. I mean, you can't, you can't trust Marvel now. They're CGIing eyes and CGIing weapons, and yeah, no, it's a red herring. Yeah, I agree with you guys. There's no way, like you said last week, there's they don't even have the rights to that property, so there's no way they can kill him off. But, yeah, and it just you know he's gonna come back if he does. But. Exactly, he, he he comes back and like like I like, you know like I've had people say like well what if what if Spider Man Two Homecoming is not is not Peter Parker it's it's Miles Morales it's like that's silly exactly it's silly like um okay like that's two different universes like in the comics we're talking about the Ultimate and the Six One Six and I know Miles comes into the Six One Six eventually but like we're already seeing Miles in that. Um, uh, Spider Verse movie that's coming out in December, and I think that's where they're going to keep. They are not going to. They're not going to kill Peter in his in his third appearance, like especially Tom Holland, who's been a very popular Spider Man for them so far. You know? Yeah. No way. Yeah. It's silly. It's silly. All right, guys. I we have gone pretty much over everything that I wanted to go to uh, over in this uh, trailer and over Infinity War that I think I know. Um, did I miss anything that you guys want to bring up, or did you guys have any final thoughts? I know I've been doing a lot of talking here, and I'm s- sorry if it's boring the shit out of you guys. But um, <laughs> oh, not me at all. Um, no, I mean I think you, I think you pretty much covered it, man. I mean I'm. My excitement level for this movie is through the roof. I think it kind of waned a little bit with how many event movies that we have coming out in the last, you know, six months. And but now that we're right there with the final trailer and it's you know just about a month away, it's it's hard not to be freaking out about it. So yeah. I, I yeah. can't wait for this movie. Eric, how you feeling now? No, it's good. I, I think it's it, you covered a lot of stuff that I had not thought of. Um, so it, I, it's. 
it, it makes me excited to see where they tie all these threads together. Mm. I mean, that's that's one of the most interesting things to me. If they pull this off, it will be more impressive even than what they did with Civil War. And I I will commend the Russo brothers. I'm I, I that is one of the things I'm worried about going in is that we know it's going to be visually spectacular. We know it'll be grand. But will the story be able to make sense? And that's what's really going to impress me. If the Brewster brothers can pull that off and make us go, wow, it does. Hmm. Wally. Uh, I think you covered most of everything that, you know, I was thinking. The only thing that I saw, I came across when I was, you know, looking, doing a little research to be on here today. Yeah. Was, um, so have you read up in, on any of the Heimdall is the soul stone that fuck that shit you don't, you don't you're <laughs> yeah. not in that i, I, I mean I'm the way they it. lay it out like with it it, it does make sense you know because north myth, mythology odin gives him his sight heimdall's eyes are orange yes um the dark world he is quoted in saying he can see all the souls in nine realms and in thor's vision in age of ultron heimdall is blind um so they're saying Thanos could have taken this uh, stone from his eyes. Yeah, but okay, if that's the fact, if, if if that's fact right there, then if we're looking at those shots in the third art in the third act of this film with him in Wakanda, and we see we clearly see him struggling with Cap, and if you look at the gauntlet, he still only has the space stone and the power stone, unless they've CGI removed. The Soul Stone, which I feel like Jake, like they're not going to like reveal the Soul Stone, like the one stone that they've been hiding from us for the last 10 years. Well, actually, since the excuse me for the last six years, since they've really introduced stones in the universe front, the first stone they introduced was the Tesseract uh, in Avengers. I feel like I don't I feel. I feel like if he got the stone from Heimdall, it would have been at the beginning of the movie where he kills Heimdall when they have all the Asgardians together, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The Heimdall thing does like what I wanted to do where it's like, oh, here it was the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, it, it also is kind of fucked because it would have to happen right away. It's and that a good, really... I've heard that theory. It's a good theory. It, it really is a good theory. It's just, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's orange. His eyes are orange. It all makes sense. A lot of people were saying that that was going to actually happen in Ragnarok. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting theory. It is. It really is. I, I don't know. Could it play out like that? I, it just, it makes me wonder, like, why aren't we seeing, unless Marvel Studios just doesn't want to see, like, they don't want to give that away. Because that would, that would surprise me if all of a sudden, like, we do, we do see, like, the power stone, you know, at the beginning, the soul stone at the beginning of the movie and, and him getting it from Heimdall. I don't know. I, I don't know if I like, like that though, the, at the beginning of the movie. It kind of feels retroactive in my opinion. It doesn't feel like it was laid out from day one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It yeah, I, I don't really like the way it flows either. It's yeah. I, I don't see where the aha moment is. Is it just we find out it's there because Thanos shows up and kills him? Yeah. And Jake, I'm you know I'm on the same page with you with like the whole Titan thing. Um, it's how they present it, I guess. Like if if the if the stone is actually on Titan, it's how they present it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> 
it's interesting. I just there's definitely got to be some kind of like clicking moment to figuring out where it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It just feels too easy that it's on Wakanda at this point. It's not on Wakanda. I can tell you that much. I think the I think that Wakanda is going to be the place where they where they use definitely to protect the Mind Stone and and then and then hopefully use the Mind Stone to fight Thanos in, the, in that battle or fight the Black Order in that battle. You know, um, and I do think that there's going to be a battle with you know Doctor Strange and and um, Star Lord and and uh, Iron Man and and all that going on on Titan against Thanos so I don't know man I, I, I'm just ready for this movie I've never been more hyped for this movie and I think it's just because doing all this research I want to know what happens that, that's that's part of my excitement is just like knowing like knowing where these things what, what's going to happen I got to know yeah the worst part about the Marvel movies too is that we don't get them first so we have to have that complete blackout period if you don't want to if you actually want to find out by watching the movie yeah I think we're lucky, though, that it, I mean, it was really originally coming out in May, May 4th. And now we're going to get it. You know, we are going to get it seven days earlier on the 27th in April. So I'm happy for that, at least. Yeah, I agree. So, All right. Yeah. Um, if you have any theories, I don't know, drop us a fucking email or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to hear your crackpot fan fiction theories. Yeah, exactly. Tell me. Tell me what I didn't do right. Tell me what I fucked more up. Links, more links to 300. Now it fits in. You couldn't have just let that lie, huh? You had to kick no, that I, back up. I, I totally did. Yeah, yeah. Thanks I for doing the same thing. Thanks for joining us on this uh, this episode, Xerxes. Hey, you know I'm here. <laughs> I got bells on. I dropped the natural disasters. It's best I can do. All right, this is Sparta. Anyway, we uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. Uh, where we talked about Avengers Infinity War and, uh, God, fuck, we've been talking for like over two hours about a fucking trailer and speculation, but that's part of the fun. Yeah, we're good for that. These are some of my favorite episodes when we get to do this. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things that's like, when you, it's like when you get to the theater, it's like, okay, that happened. Oh, shit, we were totally wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's how they got from point A to point B. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, whatever. We'll see you next week. Bye. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushover Pop culture Leftovers And the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the poor kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Culture pushover, pop culture, leftovers, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers, pretty sure that the 
Holy talent. It's the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftover, uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover, the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.